What's up, everybody? What's up? How you doing? How you doing? What's going on, everyone? How are you? We are here, ready to go with Politic Talk. I got my boy Emmanuel on the line with me. What's up, Emmanuel? How you feeling tonight? What's going on? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Whew, it is late. It is late in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> and we are recording really, really late because we wanted to um, give y'all like the play-by-play of the Democratic National Convention. These episodes that we're going to be putting out this week probably is going to be a little bit different than what our actual episodes are going to be. And we'll reveal what that structure is going to be um, next week, actually. Yeah. No, the week after next. Yeah. And um, but for right now, we're just going to just kind of talk to y'all about what we heard tonight and what you can expect to hear in the future. So like Devashi said, the DNC was tonight and, you know, what you can expect. This is your first chance to hear from, you know, different leaders about within this party um, about what they thought, you know, and who they thought should be the nominee um, for presidential pick. Well, it's kind of like it's it's kind of already kind of chosen for I mean, you. I mean, it at, just because I guess at, it's like the historically, you know, the DNC has been, you know, where multiple candidates kind of go at the you know at the end, and you know they make that final pick. But I feel like this yeah. time, you know, we didn't get well. Many candidates didn't make it to. I guess the 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 end um, of of yeah. the entire you know yeah yeah because I remember last time uh, when uh, when Hillary was running um, it's like she waited all the way up into the convention um, um, no no this is when Barack Obama was running sorry because um, when she was running she waited all the way up until the um, convention to actually endorse him. Because like people are like, well, what happens if she doesn't endorse him? What happens if this doesn't happen and that doesn't happen and da-da-da-da? I mean, she ended up endorsing him, but it was like, really, honestly, I didn't know that it, at these conventions, they can change their mind and really, if they have enough people to vote, if that person doesn't get the number of delegates by the end of the convention, regardless of what the country had already um, voted for, yeah. they can change right then and there. Yeah. And that's, you know, that thing, I think that's, that's something that people definitely don't really, don't really, I think don't know, or, you know, that, you know, you, you could definitely have a candidate in mind and, you know, go, they could go to that convention, like you said, and, you know, they not be in the, the party's favor to, to be the, the front runner. So, but it's, yeah. it's interesting, you know, like this, you know, like I said, we're in a really, a really good time where, you know, it was already kind of you know, pre-picked. Yeah. Cause I'm, I think, um, it, it's similar to like the electoral college, whereas that we all do vote, but at the end of the day, um, it's certain representatives that are representing the people that you voted for. So depending on like your state or whatever, have you, if your state votes for, um, like the last election, you had um, the majority of the state of California that went to Hillary Clinton. So for the entire state, whatever their number of delegates that are associated with that state, that's that particular candidate gets all of those delegates. So like um, with the DNC, I think it's uh, you need a thousand nine hundred and ninety one votes to garnish the nomination. 
but total delegates is 3,979 delegates. So really, there's like 2,000 worth of other delegates that really yeah. could sway either way. So it's like, and, and unless you got a good backing, that could change. And I don't know how the country would deal with, um, well, I voted for this person and they got my vote. And then the people in the delegates actually make the decision. But yeah, and I mean, and it's just to take account that the DNC has been around since, you know, 1848, you know, so they've been doing, wow. you know, they've been doing this for a very long time. The committee, you know, as, as the entire party. So, um, you know, from where it started from, like you saying, the delegates, it started from being, you know, one, one per state to now where there are several delegates per state, you know, that, that can vote. You know, to 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 make that nomination for that, for that um that 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 nominee or that front runner. Do you know um if um how a state can get a certain or more delegates than the next state? Because I I know it's like at one time it was like every state represented by like one vote, but then that, that, that like changed over time. Whereas that certain some states get more delegates than others. Uh, I think, I think, like you said, it has been something that has shifted over time. Um, Six states with the most electors are California, Texas, New York, Florida, Illinois, and Pennsylvania. So it really is pretty much size. Yeah. Size of your state, you get more delegates based off of the size. Yeah. It says, and I'm doing, uh, Quick research. <laughs> um, the Democratic Party uses a proportional representation to determine how many delegates each candidate is awarded um, in each state. A candidate must win at least 15% of the vote in a particular contest in order to receive any delegates. Pledge delegates are awarded proportionally in both statewide and regional contests. So do you under so do you understand? It's one of those things where there you know there there is there is an entire party, but within the party there may be different people who are going for different candidates, and you know and I'd really want to commend them for this virtual convention at hand. Like I think it was it was a phenomenal way to display the the leadership. Um, you know how they could compose all of these live videos and you know concerts and you know all of that to just give people that feel that you know they were all really there so yeah going back to what i was saying about um the delegates you have you know people who are in the same party that may be going for different candidates but you know you have to, in order to secure so many you know a x number of delegates there may be you have to obtain that 15%, like you said. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm yeah. pretty sure there's like lobbying going on yeah. um, for people's votes because you have some people who didn't agree with what America chose, so they're like lobbying to try to sway people to go a different direction because um, we may not hear about other people who were running because they weren't on the ballot, but that doesn't mean that there were other people that, that were also you know, vying for the, the party's nomination. Yeah. So it's cool because um, I also something I, I read there's such, there's a such thing called super delegates, 
and they are um, Democratic members of Congress, governors, former presidents, and other party leaders and elected officials. But um, as of 2018, the party changed the rules that they only get to actually be a part of the conversation um, if there is if the outcome is uncertain. So uh-huh. say, for instance, um, um, there is like a tie. Uh-huh. Um, and then pretty much the superdelegates, um, which are then, that are chosen, they pretty much will then tally their votes. And then the decision of who actually gets the nomination will be determined by the superdelegates. Uh-huh. To, to put that into perspective, your vote counts and it will always count. Um, because pretty much the, the delegates that are associated with your state um, are supposed to vote on the lines of how your particular state local elections went. So if, say, for instance, um, all of North Carolina voted for, let's say, uh, Joe Biden, right? So that means, say, for instance, North, North Carolina has two or 300 delegates. We'll just say that as far as for, to represent North Carolina. So that means when our... Democratic House members um, and Senate members go to the National Convention um, when they tally up um, and they represent for North Carolina, they're going to call out North Carolina and they're going to say 200 delegates are going towards (laughs) Joe Biden. (laughs) Ain't that how it go? (laughs) Yeah. It's like Rhode Island because they do do the, um, the, the actual count towards the end of the convention. It's like Rhode Island we have 500 delegates for Joe Biden, you know, or whomever it is, Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> but definitely we're going to be, um, just because we're um, covering the DNC, we're also going to be covering the RNC once theirs come around as well. So, yep. So what what were some of the, your, the highlights for the night for you? Well, first, I kind of want to just, you know, uh, the lineup, you know, it was, you know, you had senators, you know, governors, you had former, you know, former governors, you had, you know, former first ladies. Um, I think that, you know, the, the lineup for the first night was very, very engaging, you know, and um, had, you know. Who spoke? Okay, we you they had, you know, Bernie Sanders, Governor Andrew Como, uh, Jim Clyburn, Representative Bernie Thompson, Senator Doug Jones, uh, Amy Klobuchar, who ran for president, and of course Michelle Obama. Of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, Senator Catherine Cortez Masto Masto, how you saying? Yes, name? yes, yes. That's that's another uh, one. And, uh, uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, um, yeah, and I, they said the surprise guess it wasn't really a surprise because he was on the website. But if you weren't really following, was former Governor John Kasich, <laughs> and he is a Republican. <laughs> he he actually ran um, in the twenty sixteen election against our current president Donald Trump. And I mean, I think that was very interesting. It showed something new. It showed, you know, yeah. a, a, across the aisle that, you know, that there can be conversations, um, you know, beyond, you know, just partisan. And I think, I mean, that's 
what something that we we also want to kind of highlight here you know nonpartisanship you know but beyond Absolutely. just you know the the parties you know that we are also people uh that that care about issues and um and 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 how they affect the people that that we we're around daily in the communities that we're in i remember when john Kasich was um um running or last time um, because when I was following the Republican um, entries last time, out of everybody who was running, the one that made the most sense to me as far as if one of these Republicans were to win, out of everyone on that list, it had to be, in my opinion, John Kasich, because he was a Republican I could understand. He's a Republican that was integral in what he was saying. He was someone who believed in small government. He was someone that was a conservative. He was an actual, in my opinion, Republican. So it was like his style of Republicanism, I can understand because um, it is it's something that's familiar to me. I think um, the, these past, what, uh, four years now, um, just ha- I, I just I didn't get it. I didn't get right. that style of republicanism. I didn't understand how um, the grand old party that is for you know family values, integrity. Um, they usually the ones that um, are backed by the faith based communities. They were the one that held up you know the bloodstained banner. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, we believed in country. We believe they be- uh, believed in. Um, in uh, small government, but um, the states having a little bit more powers um, to actually govern in their area because they understand their people. Those type of ideals, as far as being a Republican, I understand. What I don't understand <laughs> is when um, it's like blatant. I understand a pol- every politician is, is a politician. There's not going to be one politician that you're just going to agree with 100%. But when you just blatantly lying and then you back in lying, I just like, what's going on here? <laughs> so yeah, um, him coming that that's 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 a big thing. Yeah, that's a big thing. And I mean, and that's I I think that's you know that's one thing, you know that I think that people are looking for in this next leader. You know, people are looking for structure and they're looking for truth. You know, they're looking for transparency. Uh, you know, and that's that's kind of what I saw with everyone that kind of spoke tonight that, you know, there were different themes that kind of spoke out in every, you know, in, in each speech. And I kind of took away, you know, that everyone definitely touched on, you know, the, the, the elephant, you know, that I feel like in the room, which is, you know, COVID-19, you know, so public health crisis was definitely one of the, you know, the major theme that was in every um in every speech, you know, more so the, the, the way that it has shaped, you know, the new norm and the way that, you know, the, the, the response on, on, on the, the, the national and the local levels, um, you know, just with, you know, the, the election, you know, the upcoming election, I think, you know, some of, some of those things were key topics, um, in, in tonight's speeches. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, those are kind of like a given because yeah. you have the Democratic Party has kind of become the the oh I hate to use that word I don't want to use that word okay I'm going to okay I'm gonna say it different 
No, I'm not going to say that word. They seem to really lean into the social issues of the day. Mm. So a lot of their messaging is about the current either social angst or the social either divide or whatever have you. They're the part that's going to speak to it. You know, they're the they're the almost the kumbaya. Let's come together. Let's hold hands party. Um, and f- for some, that works great. And then for others, it's not always 100 percent of the, the, the messaging that they want to go because you have on the flip side, on the other side, they're talk They they more um, talk about, you know, businesses and they talk more about the safety of the country and this and the third, um, making sure that our borders are strong and making sure that, um, um, that we're fiscal in our spending and this and the third. So it's like, you kind of expect to hear that from Democrats, you know, when you have people as strong as first lady, Obama, Bernie Sanders, governor, Andrew Cuomo, cause he's had a, a year this year. He has become like a rock star this year. And in the response to the COVID uh, outbreak in New York. Oh yeah. So it's like when you're starting off with some of these heavy hitters, some of the, um, the former running, uh, running mates, uh, Senator um, Amy Klobuchar, and then you kind of ended off with um, John Kasich, which is kind of like almost a middle finger to the Republican party. So it's like <laughs> it doesn't surprise me that he came because he was like he was like one of the only people when when Trump was running that was like this was a joke. <laughs> he never flip flopped. Oh yeah, it was why he didn't get the nomination for his party is because he was like this was a joke. <laughs> I'm excited for the um the rest of of the week because I I think that um, I am too. It's just policy. I, I truly I mean, am. I mean. Just to see, you know, who who's next, you know, go, yeah. go, go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it, it's exciting on, on on any side of the aisle that you sit on, um, just to kind of because you have you have people on both sides, um, mm-hmm. that are pretty much looking at it, the optics of it, um, differently. Yeah. So you're like some some people are like, okay, what can we use against them the next time? And then you have other people saying. I'm I'm looking to make sure they say the thing I want to hear. Yeah, they want to they want to make sure that um the right messaging is put out, and then you have people like me, me, you, um regular old um Joe um somebody um that's just kind of just watching to see okay what's gonna be that one sound bite because then you got like um all of the you know major networks that are going to pick that one little small sound bite and it's going to go on a loop and on a loop and on a loop and on a loop so it's like yeah but i mean that's speaking of sound bite i mean that's just like the 2016 convention you know that's where the infamous michelle obama you know when when they when 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 they go low we go high and she reiterated it tonight you know she reiterated she she said you know (laughs) going high is the only thing that works and i'm you know I don't know if that's going to become another soundbite, but you know, I think that was a that was a, a one of the the memorable quotes of the night. You know, that just to you know continue on that high frequency of. I, I think um, some of some of the good 
takeaways are always going to be those little sound bites because it's something that you can remember, something that'll stick with you. Everyone will always remember when they go low, we go high. Because they even tried to use it against her. Anytime she would say something or do something or even, you know, like, oh, I thought I thought when they go low, we go high. <laughs> and it's like, that doesn't mean that you can continue to be low. Okay. <laughs> Come on up. Come on up. Right. Let's do better. Better. <laughs> greatness <laughs> is ahead. <laughs> Absolutely. Greatness is ahead. Um, and I, th- I think this part of the political process for me is because um, I, I like to watch both. I like to um, spend the time to kind of see what what's the tone and tenor because that's when you really get to see everybody um, at the same time and you really get to see what their um, collective voice sounds like. Mm. I remember when Trump was run, running, it was like every other speaker, lock her up, lock her up. Wow. And that happened. Um, it, it, it was said, but then once Trump got into office, we no longer care about locking her up. So I was like... <laughs> It was good soundbite, right, you know. Right. It was a great soundbite, you know. Um, build the wall. Still don't have a wall, you know. Right. Right. <laughs> but you know, it it works. These type of events work because it helps to reinforce the message. It helps to reinforce the person that we believe in, um, or that we're backing. And it's like we all march forward to November. And that's true. I, I, I mean, and I think that's, you know, like you said, another theme, you know, just I feel like most of what this is for is to kind of reassure and reaffirm, you know, the voters, you know, that we're here, you know, we're 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 marching with you until we get to that, you know, that finish line, that victory. So do you think um, that some of these speeches from tonight are going to be memorable next week? Hmm. I, I mean, we'll just have to see. I, I, I like I said. I think um, you know, there'll definitely be some you know, good takeaway from what First Lady Michelle Obama said. Um, you know, she'd always drop some good gems. So I'm pretty sure you know, there's definitely some 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 good speeches to go back and uh, take some 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 key points from. But yeah, I definitely think you know, some of these speeches will definitely be around next week. For sure. Nice. So, hey guys, um, we just kind of just hopped up here just to kind of like give y'all our thoughts, our thoughts for the, the DNC night one. Um, again, uh, shout out to all Woo! the speakers tonight. Um, I'm gonna run down the list one more time: Senator Amy Klobuchar, Senator Captain Mostel, um, Governor Andrew Cuomo, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, uh, Representative Jim Clyburn. Um, convention Chairman Benny Thompson, Representative Gwen Moore, Senator Doug Jones, um, Senator Bernie Sanders, and former First Lady Michelle Obama. Now, these performances that happened tonight, I don't know none of them. <laughs> yeah, the performance from Maggie Rogers, performance by Leon Bridges. I've heard that name before. Yeah. But I don't know. Oh, performance by Billy Porter and Stephen, Stephen Mills. Steve, I'm not Steve. What was I thinking? I wasn't. Who was I thinking of? Somebody Mills. Um, but anyway, performance by Billy Mills. I wasn't thinking about no Meek Mills. 
<laughs> but yeah, uh, folks, um, look out for an episode coming um, tomorrow as well for night two of the DNC. Uh, you want to run down the speakers for tomorrow? Uh, sure thing, sure thing. Uh, so for tomorrow, uh, there it, we have Sally Yates, we have Senator Chuck Schumer, uh, John Kerry, uh, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Uh-oh. Representative, AOC. Representative, I see we <laughs> we got a favorite, uh, Representative Lisa Blunt Rochester, Bill Clinton, and Dr. Jill Biden. So I think tomorrow there's a really great lineup as well. And just looking forward to see, uh, you know, just some of what uh, some of the nation's leaders have to say. You already know people are waiting to hear from AOC. Oh. You already know that. <laughs> I mean, Bill Clinton, yeah. Dr. Jill Biden, that's the wife, of course. Um, John Kerry. Jill. Um, okay. Chuck Schumer, I already know Chuck Schumer gonna come with the shade, and I am ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know AOC is coming with it as well. So yeah, this should be a, a good one. Yeah. A good one next tomorrow. Stay subscribed. Tell us, tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Stay tuned. And like you said, thank you for staying locked in. Stay with us. Rock with us, cause it goes up from here. Only goes up follow us on social media make sure y'all are following us on instagram and facebook you know that promo i did actually said twitter we ain't doing twitter um not right now because twitter take too much work so facebook and instagram that's gonna be at politic that's p-o-l-i-t-i-c-t-o-c all you tiktok people out there y'all should already know how to spell that for our millennials and our um, people below millennials. I don't know y'all names right now. So, <laughs> Paula TikTok. P-O-L-I-T-I-C-T-O-C. Make sure y'all following us and sound off. Let us know what were your highlights. Because we want to hear from you guys. All right? And rock with us tomorrow. Yes. Yeah.